Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 131 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. 131 is the second three-digit palindromic prime, and it can be expressed as the sum of three consecutive primes, since 131 equals 41 plus 43 plus 47. The drill of the week is the forehand to forehand or forehand forehand footwork. And in the questions, we'll talk about when to enter a tournament, how to avoid hitting the edge of the racket when looping, how to stay hydrated on hot days, having a loose grip, and when the best time to attack is. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosero is with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. 41 plus 43 plus 47. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? Is the forehand well, forehand or forehand forehand footwork? And in the questions, what is going on, Alois? I, I'm just hearing everything twice, Jeffrey. Have you got two sessions open? The best time to attack is. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Coach Alois Rosero is with me to answer your questions. Well. Okay. Whew. Have you got it sorted? I reckon. Wow. I was just having a few technical difficulties, people. Uh, I think we'll be in business soon. So just, uh, you know, this is how we roll here at Ping Skills. I was enjoying your show. Ingles feel so much, Jeff. I just wanted to hear again. Uh, Oh dear! Now Alex is cutting out. I can't even hear him. This is um, this is going to be a fun show, people. Uh, internet connection problems, um, but we'll just see how we go. Um, are you there, Alois, or have we lost him? Maybe I'll just do fun number facts for the rest of the show. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if Alois comes uh, back. Um, so first off, I'll just get stuck into it and I'll look at yesterday's Ping Skills question of the day, which was, how would you describe your style of play and what style would you like to play? And for me, I um, am a looping attacker, I would say. Um, I put a comment on the Facebook that I'm a boring looping attacker. It seems pretty standard these days. That's what a lot of people are. Um, although we did get um, different feedback some people were saying, oh, you know, I, I kind of want to be that attacker, but I'm a bit inconsistent. Um, so lots of responses there. Good to see everyone getting involved. And um, it seems to be working well when we put uh, the Pink Seals question of the day on the Facebook page. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash pingskills, like us, and then you can get involved that way too. Are you well, back, Alan? Oh, only just. The internet connection is really struggling there, Alois. You might even have to, you know, lower the quality. I don't know of the picture. I don't know if that'll work. That's what I'm doing. Going to lower it. There you go. Okay, yeah, that seems a bit better. Yeah, we were just talking about the uh, Ping Seals question of the day, which is what type of style of player are you? Oh, definitely. Like yourself. Definitely an attacking looper. Couldn't block to save myself. Um, so, yeah, just used to uh, try and get in and uh, land backhand something. 
sometimes. But, um, you know, people have compared me to Zoo Zin at times, uh, Jeff. <laughs> I'm sure they have. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not sure why, but yeah, excellent. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Be kind. Be nice. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Well, if you haven't seen Alloys in full flight, you should check the About Us page at thingskills.com because that shows Alloys in his prime, great big forehand loops, uh, tremendous comeback in the video we've got there. It is a must-see. Check out the About Us. Watch Alloys in full flight. Um, that moves us on to the uh, Ping Skillers question of the day, which is, what have been the best and worst rule changes in the last 20 years? Interesting question. Um, so again, yeah, I'll put that up on our Facebook page, so you can either comment there or you can comment on our website. Just go to pingskills.com, click on the blog link, you'll find the show where you can put all your thoughts about the best and worst rule changes in the last 20 years. Love to hear your thoughts on that one. All right, moving on, Alois. It is Wednesday, so we're going to be talking about the drill of the week. And today we're talking about forehand, forehand footwork. One of my favorite footwork movement, um, it's, it's a really simple one. So, so the forehand, forehand, forehand from the forehand box, then you jump all the way across and play another forehand when the ball comes to your backhand box and just keep doing that. So it's oh, we're really struggling here, Alois. Really struggling. Can't hear you um, again. Internet connection problems. The other day I had problems. Now you're having problems. Is that any better, Jeff? Um, maybe. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, so the forehand forehand I find really useful because it because it's a little bit of a bigger movement from forehand position to forehand position. So um, that's why I really like it, and it also just gets them um, the feel of them moving the correct jumping. No, we just yeah, not working very well at all. Still, you might have to go no picture. People won't even be able to see you. But then, all right, that's that. Surely, yep, that's good. Give it a whirl. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, just just jumping from side to side is, is. No, even that's not working. I'm going to have to go with it, people. The forehand, forehand footwork, really, yeah, is a great drill. I used to practice it a lot, and when I could do, yeah, so what it is is one forehand from your forehand, one forehand from the middle of the table. So you play that forehand, jump across, play another forehand, jump back, play another forehand. And I found that if I could do that drill consistently, everything was working well. It sounds simple, but by doing that movement and playing the forehand and doing it consistently, it's a big part of, of what you're going to be doing in a game. And it really gave me a lot of confidence when I could do that. So, you know, try out that drill and, you know, keep practicing it. Keep on trying to improve your consistency, work on your footwork in between uh, each shot. And, yeah, I think after you do that and get good at playing this drill, you'll see a big difference in your game. So try out the forehand and forehand footwork 
and let us know if it's good for you. All right. Let's get into some questions and we'll see if Alloys is internet connections any better. So first up, we've got a question from Noel who says, um, I've been playing for almost two months and I think I can play in a tournament. Is this something I should pursue or should I practice and train for, say, six months before really thinking about doing this? What are your thoughts, Alloys? Yeah, so I reckon, Noel, um, definitely jump in and try and play that tournament. I think um, just playing that broader perspective of, uh, of what's available and then you can come back and still train for the next six months as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really... Um, enlightening to, to play your first tournament, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be scared about it, Noel. I mean, everybody's got to start somewhere. So whether it's two months or six months, it's not going to make a big difference. Just get in there, get involved. You learn more about the game. You learn more about tournaments and what to expect. Um, so there's no reason to wait. You know, just get involved, um, go along, enjoy it. And I think just playing the tournament will open up your eyes and actually help you improve um, just by watching all the good players that'll be there. So yeah, jump right in and give it a go. All right. Um, the next question is also from Noel, and he says, "Hi, Alois and Jeff. I've been hitting the ball on the edge while trying to loop, or totally missing the ball when I try to loop. Is this because of lack of concentration or lack of practice?" Yeah. So the, hitting the edge can be a couple. Of that turned over too much, then basically that is what the ball is seeing. It's only seeing that much bat as the bat's coming towards it. So you've got to be really accurate to get that contact correct. So try just opening the bat up a little bit and brushing up the back of the ball more um, to make to make the contact. So that that's one way of eliminating some edges. The other thing that sometimes happens is that you just get a little bit late on your contact. So instead of contacting or instead of coming up and timing the ball there, you're just a little bit late coming up and so it contacts the top edge. So that ha when that happens, you'll find that the ball tends to shoot up into the air a long way and you get those edges. If you're getting edges that are spurting straight forward and almost knocking your opponent over, um, then that's probably your... Um, you've got your bat turned too much forward, so you can just think about opening it up a little bit more. Okay, good. And if it's if it's one where you're just completely missing the ball, is that just more likely a concentration error or do you need to practice more or should you be watching the ball closer? What are some tips? Yeah, so watching the ball will definitely help. Um, but, I mean, just opening up the angle of your racket might also help as well, you know. So instead of having that much racket to see you've now got that much racket to hit the ball and so there's a better chance that you're going to hit the ball as well but definitely as you said Jeff um, watching the ball and tracking the ball is going to help too. Okay great well Noel try out those tips and um, hopefully that'll help you um, hit the ball a bit more consistently and it seems like Alois your internet connection seems to be a bit more consistent now too that's yeah. good. Come on come on <laughs> internet go. All right the next question is from Nishay, who says, Since it's very hot in summer in India tomorrow, I have my district-level tournament, 
So is it bad to intake a high quantity of water during gameplay? Yeah. Um, I think if, you, if you're trying to drink too much water while you're actually playing, it can be uh, difficult to play. You know, that they talk a lot about um, hydrating the day before and, you know, starting to drink um, a, quite a bit um, the previous day. So then your body is quite hydrated going into into the tournament. So then during the tournament day, it's just a matter of, you know, sipping uh, water all the time, um, just a little bit at a time. You don't um, don't need to drink a litre at a time or anything. Just go, just constantly have your water bottle with you and just keep sipping away at the water. And then during the day, you'll just maintain that hydration. So, you know, especially if you sweat a lot, then um, you, you really need to think about some strategies to keep your hydration up. But, yeah, definitely... The day before, hydrate well. Make sure you Okay, excellent. All right, Nishé, hopefully that helps you out. Um, yeah, and good luck with your district-level tournament. Let us know how you get on. The next question is from Donato. He says, in one of your first videos, I saw you saying not to over-tighten the racket, but... Is this a rule that applies all the time or are there some shots where we need to forge strongly the racket? Yeah, in general, Donato, um, it's just... Oh, no, I can't believe it. Alois, the internet connection's going dodgy again. <laughs> let's see. Let's try one more time. Give it another whirl. See if you can uh, answer Donato's question. No, I think we've lost him. So I'll give it a whirl. Um, basically, yeah, as a general rule, you don't want to grip the racket really tight. If you're gripping the racket really tight, your muscles are tensing up and it might even tense up your whole arm. And when you're really tense, it's actually difficult um, to move freely and move quickly. So you're actually better off being more relaxed. And you'll find that when you're more relaxed, You'll be able to swing more fluently. Things will seem easier. The ball will come off well. I mean, have you ever noticed that when you're watching like the world's best players in any sport, they seem to do it effortlessly? And that's because they're quite relaxed. So, you know, there's no point just really tightening up that grip. Try to stay nice and relaxed all the time, and then you'll find you will be able to make those fast movements, and it will seem easier. So, yeah, try um, the nice relaxed grip for basically all of your shots, and I think you'll notice a big difference over time. All right, next question is from Friendy, and Friendy says, I want to ask, when is the perfect time to attack in a match? I think that I was too greedy, and I want to always attack all the time, and it makes me lose a lot of the points. I know this is fatal, but I also can't control myself to be very greedy. What are your thoughts on this, Alois? So, um, Friendy, uh, I think w w one simple way is to get someone to just sit and watch your match and maybe just take a few really simple stats. Sometimes you make the first attack on the table. So, um, so we talk about that first top spin and see if that's going on the table or missing. If you're making 80% of those first, then I think you're doing well. If you're only making 50%, then 
you need to think about either slowing down, waiting a little bit longer to 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 make that first attacking shot. So, um, yeah, and, and it can be some, something really simple. Just get a friend to sit and watch a match, and every time you make an attack, just put um, a tick for yes if you got it on, or a cross for no. And then at the end of the game, just just have a look, see how many ticks and crosses you've got. If you've got eighty percent, then you're doing well. If you got less, if you got you know fifty percent, then you need to think. Well, I need to slow down a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So, I guess if you're only making fifty percent and you're in a game, do you just try and push the ball back, um, or do you still try and make a slower top spin? Or do you just work on trying to improve your game and still going for it? I mean, how do you put all that together? Yeah, in a in a in a match situation, it's 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 difficult. Like, think about you know what's your objective of the match. If the objective of the match is to win the match, then you might need to go right back to pushing the ball on the table um, and really waiting until you can make a make a topspin on the table, um, you know, more consistently. But if the objective of the match is to improve your game and to um, work towards the strategy of being able to attack more often, then you just got to keep going for it. So it just depends on what the objective of that particular match is. Okay, good. And I guess um, the important thing here is in practice to work on your third ball, um, and variations of the third ball. So you can play like a slower top spin that's more consistent and then some faster forehands. It's a really critical shot in the game of table tennis. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, eventually um, at the higher level, you need to be making the attack first to win. So so that, that's, that's what you need to be aiming towards, yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Friendy. Keep working on your third ball attack. Try out... Um, Getting those stats, like Alice said, just get a friend to write down when you make an attack and when you don't. It'll, I think it'll give you a really good idea of where you're at with your forehand topspin. All right, everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for sticking with us through the um, technical problems we've had, but uh, Alice is now back strong with an internet connection, and hopefully you got some good advice from him in this show. And uh, we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, and thank you, Alloys. Jeff, and thanks, viewers, for sticking to net. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and it just kind of cut out then just to say how funny this situation is. <laughs> see you, everybody. Catch you tomorrow.